beautiful soul. Welcome to Your Story is a Legacy show. My name is Rosanna Jackalone, and I'll be your host, your life story guide, your legacy coach, your spiritual healer, and friend. This show will help you get inspired and give you resources and practical tips so you can craft and tell your unique life story for yourself, your children, and generations to come. I bet you were asking, well, how will this show make my life better? It will do that by first, helping you to get to know yourself more deeply and in the process, learn your passions and the unique gifts you bring to the world. Second, it helps you get through transitions, things like job loss, marriage, childbirth, relocation, even things like divorce. It also helps you heal by turning traumas in your life into triumphs. And finally, it helps you create a legacy to leave for yourself, your family, and future generations. If that sounds good to you, let's begin our journey together. Good morning, beautiful soul. Every week, my goal is to bring you a show that helps you understand yourself better, understand your purpose, or helps you tell your life story for yourself, as well as leave it as a legacy for your children. I also try to provide inspiration or spiritual and emotional growth, and finally, I try to help you deal with life transitions or heal from the past. But I'd love to hear from you to let me know what other topics you want to hear about. I so appreciate any of the comments that you send and when you post a review on this show. This week, I want to discuss the important topic of practicing healthy self-care by creating exercise routines and fueling our bodies with a proper diet. I'm going to share with you the top 10 hacks I've learned and put into practice after working with some of the best trainers and nutritionists for the past 30 years of my life. And do you know what the best part is? (laughs) You get to start this today. So let's start with my top five hacks for making fitness part of your daily life. Number one, get over the mental hurdle by developing a ritual that makes getting started easier. What I mean by this is, Instead of the all or nothing approach that we all take where we say, I'm going to go to the gym for 60 minutes, five days a week. I'm going to lose 20 pounds so I can fit into this dress in a month. And then, of course, we don't end up doing it. We end up feeling like a failure and we give up. We give up. Uh, So instead, 
let's try with putting together a ritual to make this super easy. So for instance, I would tell myself, since I wanted to exercise, I'm going to stretch for five minutes and do sit-ups for five minutes three days a week. I knew I could do that. I knew I couldn't say, oh, I don't have 60 minutes after work or I don't want to wake up that early in the morning before work. 10 minutes, I thought, okay, that's completely doable. And three days a week, for sure. At the very least, I could do two weekends and one weekday. Notice, I changed the variables both the amount of time I would spend doing exercise and the number of days I was doing it so I knew I could crush that goal. Also, because I had built a lot of resistance and excuses, I had to make this an easy routine. It had to be almost automatic so that when I was first forming my ritual, To make sure I started my day doing this, I would sleep in my workout clothes because it required an effort for me to take the clothes off without having done the exercise. It was almost kind of a built-in reinforcement. Also, as part of my ritual, I would schedule three days on my calendar. I learned to do that since exercise was part of what I will call my fundamental needs. So I would take my paper planner and I would block off the time so I could not miss this appointment with myself. So on Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday, I would block off 10 minutes to do my exercising. This way, as I looked at my week ahead, the days I would exercise were already mapped out on my calendar. Once I had the habit, adding time became easier. I wanted more time to exercise because it felt good. But getting myself to commit to the program was the hard part. Another tip I will say is give yourself eight weeks instead of 21 days to build the habit. I feel like life happens to all of us, disrupting our schedule with something that's going on with our family, uh, having to go into work early, any number of things that does not allow us to do a habit on a particular day. So set yourself up for success by giving yourself eight weeks This way you have some margin for error and you don't quit before exercise becomes an actual habit. Here's tip number two. Make the exercise you decide to do ridiculously easy. I know this sounds counterintuitive, but I promise if you do this, you will feel like you are accomplishing something instead of failing at something. For instance, when I started doing cardio, I would set my app to 
700 steps. I would say, okay, uh, 700 steps, I can do that. It was easy. It made me feel encouraged. And over time, I've taken the steps up to where I am today, which is 12,000 steps. If I had started with 12,000 steps and fell short on a regular basis, I would have become demotivated and most likely I would have stopped. So make yourself feel good about accomplishing the exercise so you want to do it again. An acquaintance of mine chose running as her form of exercise since she liked the outdoors, plus she had a dog. Interestingly, she told me when she started her routine, she simply said, I have to put on my sneakers, put her dog on the leash, and take the dog out to the curb. I questioned how that helped her exercise, and she told me, that start was enough to get her motivated to at least walk her dog for 10 minutes. But she wanted to do something she knew she could build upon. Today, she walks five miles with her dog. Tip number three, incorporate movement throughout your day. Every trainer and person I know who is in optimal health abides by this rule. Get rid of the definition of exercise that says you have to be in a gym working out for an hour, sweating up a storm for the exercise to count. Anything you do that utilizes your body is an exercise. Take a walk, bike to work, take the stairs instead of the elevator, keep light weights underneath your desk and do bicep or tricep curls, squat before you put in a load of laundry and again when you remove your load of laundry. Also, just while you're sitting at your desk or at the dinner table, practice tightening and relaxing your glutes or your core just while you're sitting there. One of my trainers, an incredible, incredible trainer who is a proponent on using your body weight and daily chores as workouts, showed me how I could make carrying my groceries home an arm strength and core exercise. He showed me how I could turn lifting a baby into squats. Uh, the fun part about this is kids love it and they don't know you're getting a workout in. <laughs> it's an added bonus. He also encourages clients to work out with no equipment so that we could exercise anywhere at any time with no excuses. Planks and push-ups were two of his favorite exercises. Number four, be accountable by logging workouts. Accountability for any habit is key. As mentioned before, I keep my workouts scheduled on my calendar. But after I do them, I actually input what I did so that I can see my progress over time. The key words here are over time. <laughs> and I want to be clear here. 
in the beginning, I do put metrics in, but the focus is more about seeing that I did an achievable goal. So for instance, prior to the eight weeks, I would put uh, things like how I felt, what my weight was, my starting weight, what my body measurements were, what my muscle tone was like. And after that, I did not visit those metrics again until after eight weeks. You cannot expect that as you are learning a habit, you are necessarily going to achieve a result. I am happy to say that I let go of recording anything in my planner other than the fact that I did a workout or movement through my day. And then after eight weeks, it was so encouraging to see that I had a mini workout schedule that I felt really good about. And I had lost two pounds, my sleep was better, and I was more alert in the morning. And as most of you know, I am not a morning person. I started to see lax skin begin to tighten around my slowly forming muscles. Tip number five, change your exercise to suit your current age and lifestyle. What worked for you 20 years ago may not work for you now. For instance, your metabolism may have changed. You may be sleeping less. You may be more stressed. You may be holding weight in different areas or any number of things. So it may be time to change up your routine. I just had this conversation with one of my best friends. She is in excellent shape. And she told me that in her 50s, she found herself suddenly gaining weight. After careful discussion, we learned that she had been doing the same routine that she did 10 years ago. Well, her life has changed, her home has changed, her hormones have changed, and so has her routine with her family. All these factors, of course, would explain her slow weight gain. I too had to make changes to my exercise routine in recent years. After destroying my joints and dealing with back pain after years of high-impact exercises, my routine now involves lower-impact exercise that is great cardio, like swimming or walking at a fast pace. Stretching is also a core part of my workout, something I used to skip, um, and I often would just say, oh, I'm taking a hot shower. That'll relieve my muscles. I also do more core strength exercise now. Pilates is very much an important part of my routine. Adjust your routine to where you are in your life today. Since like everyone else in life, we can't be rigid or else we'll set ourselves up for failure. So those are my top five making exercise a habit hacks. But you can't just exercise to be healthy. 
the diet part of the equation is even more important. So here are the top five hacks I've learned for eating healthier. Number one, know your why. Be specific. If you write something like, I want to eat healthier, or I want to drink less, or I want to cut out desserts, you can form an actionable plan around those goals, but it is not what you go back to every time you feel like you want to quit or you can't do it. When I wrote out my why behind changing my diet, I wrote, number one, so I could live in optimal, in a state of optimal health. Number two, so I could keep my blood sugar constant, which would positively affect my moods and energy levels. And third was I wanted to have all the energy to keep up with the kids in my life. Those are far more powerful statements that are the reason that I want to eat healthier, drink less wine, and cut out most desserts and sugar from my diet. Pardon the phone ringing. I guess that means I have a delivery, but <laughs> I won't be picking that up. The behavioral piece was critical to my creating doing these things as a way of life. Your why is the motivation to keep you doing it every day until it becomes a way of life. Hack number two, set a small goal each week. Since we often have many areas of our diet to attack, it is important that we work slowly and methodically to feel empowered on the journey. So for instance, I knew I could add two glasses of water a day to my diet. The following week, I added three glasses a day and reduced the glasses of wine I had each week from 10 to 7. By the third week, I was able to add another glass of water to each day and reduce the glasses of wine to 5 and to not eat after 7 p.m. You get the picture. Bill, excuse me, 7.30 p.m., you get the picture. Build a base habit. Feel good about achieving that and then slowly add on. Number three, practice intermittent fasting. My partner is a pretty healthy man. He gets a minimum of nine or 10 hours of sleep. He meditates. He has herbs and everything. And his top secret for optimal aging is his intermittent fasting. While he can go for 20 hours without eating, I tried a modified version of this that could help me, and I have seen the almost immediate benefits. My modified version consists of no eating after 7.30. I do drink water, though, and then not eating again until 8 o'clock the following morning. When I break my fast, I will also start with a glass of water, a room temperature glass of water, and then a healthy breakfast consisting of eggs, a whole grain, fruit, and a cappuccino. I do eat three meals since that is what works for me, 
and sometimes during that time period, I may also include a healthy snack since I am extra hungry that day and I do listen to my body. This leads me to hack number four. Choose healthy snacks and if you do decide to occasionally indulge, manage the portion. This is a really tough one, especially if you have kids in the house or a spouse who likes to snack too. There are many times I have run amok in the snack category. A, because I do enjoy my salty, crunchy snacks like Doritos, or B, because I have a very active sweet tooth, or C, because I enjoy my wine, and then I end up having snacks because I have the munchies. So I needed to do a major overhaul here. I had to retrain my brain to what salty crunchy looks like, and surprisingly, the healthy version is more satisfying since it tastes good and is good for me. My new salty crunchy consists of carrot sticks with hummus. The bonus here is I could eat lots of carrots with no problem since they are so good for you. Or I'll put a small bit of peanut butter on six whole grain crackers. My body now will crave this kind of salty crunchy snack instead of the other. But remember, give yourself grace in everything. I still do have my occasional small bag of Doritos. <laughs> In the case of dessert, when I am dining out, I do allow myself dessert. The difference is I don't have it every time I go out, and I don't eat my entire dessert and then half of my partner's. I order a warm apple pie and a scoop of vanilla ice cream and only eat half. If I'm at home, instead of binging on a pint of Haagen-Dazs ice cream with whatever fabulous cookie combination exists inside while we're watching a movie, I can find now that taking a scoop and putting it in an ice cream bowl works. And when I go back to the kitchen to put the dirty dish in the dishwasher, I grab a bottle of water so that I am not tempted to instead grab another scoop or two of ice cream. Number five, plan your meals. This one was a hard one for me to learn since I was eating quite a few of my meals out. By planning my meals, which for me include breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and some healthy snacks, I can eat a balanced diet and keep my calories at bay since I purchase and cook the food so I know exactly what ingredients are going into my meals. I am happy to share with you what a seven day meal plan looks for me uh, or how it looks for me um, because it's nutritious and it doesn't involve a lot of prep time. If you would like a copy, please send me an email at hi at mymagnusopus.com and I'll send you what seven days look like and it may give you some ideas to create your own meal plan. One important note, if you are drinking wine like I was and it is more than five drinks a week, there is an this is an important and easy one to cut back on. 
There is so much sugar in wine, which is terrible for you. Plus, I found I was eating more when I had more than one glass of wine. Substitute water instead of that second glass, and if that doesn't sound exciting, add some orange slices to it. And if you're at home, slice up some strawberries and put those in your water because they're an all, they're also a delicious natural sweetener. So there you have it, my 10 favorite hacks. I hope they encourage you on your healthy eating and exercise journey. This is a journey you'll want to enjoy for a better quality of life always. Until next week, I'm sending you so much light and love. If you feel inspired by this show, I would be so grateful if you would leave a review on iTunes or subscribe to the show since I update the topics weekly. And if you feel there are others who would like this show, please take a screenshot of the show, add it to your Instagram story, and tag me at mymagnusopus. Also, I'd like to get to know you, so please join our email list by signing up at www.mymagnusopus.com. You can also join our private Facebook group of like-minded legacy storytellers by going to My Magnus Opus Community. Thanks so much for tuning in. May your day be full of abundance in everything you do and keep your head up always. Until next time, I'm sending you love and light.